All right, guys. I think we're ready to start. Welcome to uh, welcome to songwriting, um, writing corporate songs that resonate with your church, and that's just kind of a lofty title to talk about songwriting, writing songs uh, that people in our church can easily sing to and sing with. Um, let me ask you a few questions, and when I'm going with this, I want you to ask questions when you think of them. I don't, if you, you know, you don't have to wait till the end. It might sidetrack me for half a second, but it's worth it to make sure you guys get out of this what you want to get out of it. Um, so, how many, how many of you here are worship leaders in this room? Okay, so good, good amount of you. And uh, how many of you have already written a song or, or songs? Okay, how many of those have been, you know, that just you or maybe your mom knows about? Or have you been willing to share those songs in a corporate setting to some point? Okay, okay, cool. Um, how many of you that have written songs would say you are mainly either melody, you know, you're mainly a melody person, you, you're not really lyrics, but you're melody or vice versa. How many would say you're mainly a melody person, that you can know the na-na-na-na-na-na, you know? Okay, and then lyrics, you're like, I'm more about writing the lyrics and somebody else can kind of put it to melody. Who would say, okay, a couple. Cool. Just some questions. Um... So we're going to talk about um, singability in songs. Um, the melody is is super important, and it's I have a bit of a bias because I'm more of a melody person. So I uh, some of these things that I say will be with a bit of a bias like that. My wife is more of the lyrics person, so we have this tug of war back and forth where she's like, "Yeah, but what this says is so amazing." I'm like, "Yeah, but nobody can sing that. Like that's not singable, you know? Like it doesn't matter how great it is if it's hard for somebody to sing." And then I'll say something like, "I'll have a great melody, but it'll be to a corny like lyric that everybody's heard," and she's like, "Yeah, but that's lame. Like no one wants to sing that, you know?" So it's a it's a tough it's a battle. It's a struggle, and that's what makes songwriting fun and sometimes challenging and writer's block and all those things. Uh, I also want to talk about inspiration, like what we listen to, what is inspiring us, what's inspiring the music that we're trying to create, right? And so uh, that's what I'm going to jump in first with, is talking about the different things that inspires me. I'll talk a little bit about what I've personally gone through, a little bit of my stories and, and where I'm coming from, and you guys might have obviously a different background from me. But um, just giving a backup, I grew up a background. I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio. Anybody from that area in the Youngstown area? No, really? Wow. Usually a lot of people. Uh, it's a northeast area. You familiar with it at least, right? It's not completely okay. Okay. Um, and uh, my dad was an associate pastor at a church in that area, and my mom wasn't the worship leader, but she was on the worship team. And she just—I was always—I was grew up in a in a family that loved worship music. She always had it on, and not just any worship music. It was the new fill in the blank. It was the new Chris Tomlin, it was the new Matt Redman, it was the next Hillsong, whatever. And so I just got always was familiar with everything that was coming out. You know, those CDs really made an impression on me. How many of you remember Matt Redman's, uh, I think it was called Face Down CD. Remember that? Like it had uh, Dancing Generation or something like that, which was an upbeat one. It had obviously Face Down, uh, Breathing the Breast, some really good songs on that. Obviously, Chris Tomlin arriving, right? There's a song called How Great Is Our God. You've probably heard of it before. Um, made a huge impact. And then Hillsong, right? Not just Hillsong, but Hillsong United. When that came out, like that came out for us, that was our jam. And when they came out with, they had at least four or five CDs before they came out with United We Stand. And how huge was that CD? Like, dozens, not dozens, a lot of those songs, though, have made their way into the corporate setting that have been sung for years and years. They had From the Inside Out and The Stand, and um, I think The Time Has Come was on that one as well, but there's a lot. So anyways, these songs have inspired me over the years, and uh, even in the more recent years, Bethel, they had that Be Lifted High album, right? That came out with Love Came Down, One Thing Remains was huge, and a lot of other songs 
And so, anyways, just what we listen to is obviously going to inspire what we create. Um, if we're listening to a lot of United Pursuit, anybody know who that is? Set of Fire, songs they've done, love their stuff, love how genuine it is. And, uh, you know, the more we listen to that stuff is what's going to inspire us. If you listen to a Young and Freak type of pop song, you're probably going to be inspired by that. And uh, obviously we have to have some talent in that category. I can't just listen to Lecrae all day and then start rapping, okay? Like, you know, like it doesn't completely work out that way, but what you're going to be inspired by. And, um, you know, I'm not asking you to, to duplicate uh, a sound or a melody of a different artist, but obviously we are inspired from, from all kinds of places. And when I was working on, on the album we finished, there was... One, uh, one melody line that actually sounded a lot like a, a Bethel guitar lead line. And I didn't, you know, I didn't do that on purpose intentionally. It's just like, wow, that actually sounds a lot like, and so some things it's, it's not, um, on purpose or intentional, but we're just inspired by what we're listening to. And, uh, another song that I was singing, my producer was like, that sounds, that's got like a United Pursuit type of flavor to it, which is like the biggest compliment I could ever receive on a song, I think. Just cause I, again, I love how genuine, um, their songs are, but, um, we all have roots. Obviously, many songs have the same different chord progression, right? You've all, if you know the number system, the one, five, six, four, you know, it's the, uh, if you're in the key of G, it's G, D, E minor, C, right? That's not, nobody has that copywritten, that nobody else can do that chord progression, all those things. Uh, everything is, is redone, restructured. Um, but what we listen to plays a, a huge part of what's going to inspire us to, uh, to write. And uh, another thing that helps us shape our songs is, and this is the Sunday school answer, but the Word of God. I, I know we all know this. I know this is not groundbreaking information, but uh, I think it'd be foolish for me to be just to over, you know, to surpass this. Um, King David is up right now in heaven collecting royalties for all the songs that he has written and inspired over the years. You know, he's he's inspired at least two or three of my songs on the album, and uh, I just like again, I would it would be foolish for me to to pass over this without talking a little bit about how the Word of God, anytime that you sit down and you start reading the Word and you see something that inspires you, just take note. I mean, I have millions of notes on my phone that I'm just like, hey, this really got to me. Exodus, where, you know, the song of, Mo- of Moses and Miriam when they crossed the, the Red Sea, you know, that inspired me. I should go back to that sometime when I'm in a songwriting season. Um, trying to think of other ways. One, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll, you don't know what to read in the book and in the Bible and you'll just kind of flip something open. Sometimes I'll do that in a song reason, and then I'll get, like, unfortunate, and it goes to Leviticus, and then I have to restart. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but just try it. It's a good exercise to get your mind to think. And um, I've even done stuff, just small things, like in Psalms. Obviously, that's a little bit easier to write, to. But um, I can't remember where I was in Psalm, but it was, um, I will praise you with my whole heart. And I just flipped that around. I just started singing my whole heart praises you, Lord, praises you. And I just kept going with that. Just flip stuff. Just kind of get creative with it. And uh, when I do this, when I do any kind of what I'm going to talk about later, exploratories, where I'll just turn on my recording on my computer, I'll maybe start a pad in a certain key and just start strumming, just seeing what God you know, downloads, what's really on my heart. And I'm away from anybody within a five-mile radius when I do this, okay? I don't want anybody hearing it because I have no idea what's going to come out of my mouth, how, how great it's going to sound, how terrible it's going to sound. I'm going to mumble because I don't know. A lot of times for me, I have, again, I'm more of a melody person, so I'll be just humming something and I'll say something like, I love you, God, you know, just something really generic because I don't know how to fill it. And I'll be like, wife, Shanna, please come and help me finish this song. Um, but just, you know, just start 
open up the Bible, open it up while you're doing, again, what I call an exploratory, and see, see what God ministers to you. It doesn't have to be a, a full thought. If you have the melody continues in your mind, but you don't have the words, just hum it out. No one, don't let anybody else listen to it later <laughs> but yourself, because I'll be like this. Okay, yeah, you're not going to be able to hear this, because I don't, I don't want you to hear this. It's not ready yet, but um, obviously, Word of God. Um, another source of inspiration for me is a hymnal. I actually will keep carry one along with me in my backpack a lot of the times, and uh, don't. Maybe we'll have to edit this out of the recording because this might be blasphemous to some people. I think some of them are really hard to sing melodically, hymnals. You know, if you've grown up with them, then you've known them your whole life and it's easy. But otherwise, it's like, I don't know, it's going to go up and then down and around and I don't know where this melody is going. But the words to me are amazing. They're, they're so, such more unique. The, the verbiage that's used is amazing. And so I even, one of the songs that was written, it uh, starts with, Spirit lead us every day by the embers of our faith. And I found that embers of our faith, and I, I wish I could give credit to whatever hymnal it w- or hymn it was, but I can't. But I was like, wow, I really like that, and, and tried to you know, learn what is ember, what is, <laughs> what is that stuff. And uh, it's just really cool. So I would, ins- I would encourage you to, to look through a hymnal. To, um, and the cool thing about a lot of hymnals is that they will have um, categories in there. So if you have an idea already of what the song statement's going to be about, this is going to be about... Um, you know, I have a, I have a fire, a passion in my heart, you know, about passion for God. It, it, some of those hymnals will have list outs or talking about, you know, the resurrection of Jesus or revival or missions. Like some hymnals will have categories. It's just easier to kind of look through that lyrics. Everybody with me so far? I kind of talk fast. I'm really sorry. I'll try to slow down. I, I started in junior Bible quiz and I just would spew it out. And so, um, that's just how I am. All right. Hymnal. Finish that. Uh, let's talk about, journaling. This is really a great tool. It's not something I enjoy doing. This is something that I forced myself to do. I started taking songwriting lessons from uh, who became my producer later, Gabriel, and uh, he would tell me the two things he told me to do starting out in songwriting was one journal. Do a journaling every morning do one of the first things that you do in your morning so it's like fresh. It's whatever's coming into your head right then when you get up. Instead of being caught up, even before I read the Bible, that's what I want to do. I want to journal and then read the Bible. Um, sometimes it'll be a, what they call a stream of consciousness, basically. Whatever feelings, whatever thoughts come into your head, you're just capturing those. And again, this is not something I'm passionate about. It's not something I'm good at. It's not something that I see, honestly, a, a direct correlation to my songwriting. But what it does is it helps me to just kind of articulate in those moments of songwriting better than I would without it. Um, if you're more of a lyrics person, you will probably thrive doing this. This is something that you'll enjoy more probably, and it'll be uh, you'll probably see more of a direct correlation to it. But there's some things that we have to just try to get in the habit of doing that it's not always the, the fun moment of the inspiration moment. Like, oh, I have this idea. But um, again, it's really helped me. I think I do it four or five times a week. Uh, I don't do it every day. I don't do it quite that often, but I try to do it four or five times. And it's not even, if I do three or four, maybe five sentences, I'll call it a good day. And some people, if you're a lyrics person, you could probably write pages, you know, like I feel like this and I feel like this and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I'm not great at that, but I do just enough that I feel like, okay, I've at least put some time into today into working on my craft and songwriting. So um, that's about it for journaling. Um, so I've talked about many different ways that we intentionally will seek out inspiration, that we do, you know, our due diligence to attempt to put ourselves in a position 
to receive through listening to music, reading the Word, writing, journaling. But I believe if God wants you to write songs, then I would encourage you to just have that conversation with Him about it. You know, I started this journey a few years ago, and I was like, God, you know, I I love worship leading, but I just want to try something different. I just want to see. I want to find, look for opportunities to have people give constructive uh, criticism in your life about your songs if you're serious about wanting them to be the best they can be. I don't want to just hear that my mom or my wife thinks that's a good song. I want to know if it's a good song if I'm going to do it on Sunday morning, right? And so um, so just look for opportunities. And I just had a conversation with God. I'm like, God, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to attempt it. And, uh, you know, put me... I want to be open throughout my days to listen to you. And if, you know, he will, he will drop melodies or lyrics in your heart at times that are sometimes inopportune. I, you know, I've, I've had my phone with me all the time for voice memos. Anybody use voice memos on your phone? Like all the time, just like near you. Yep. And, um, you know, in the shower, I'll be like, where's my phone? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, in the car, I know you're not supposed to get your phone out in your car, but, um, yeah, all, all, all the time. And, um, Actually, recently, Pastor Dave, my lead pastor, and I, we were moving someone because that's like an unwritten responsibility you have as a pastor. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? Like, oh, you're a pastor. Can you help us move today? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm like helping them move, right? And all of a sudden, I have this melody come to my mind, and I'm coming back from the truck. I'm like, like going back into the house to keep moving stuff. And uh, I don't know if Pastor Dave even noticed what I was doing or he was just weirded out by it. But, um, you know, it'll, and you have to, if you're anything like me, you have to capture it as soon as possible. It will be gone. You will not always at least be able to remember it. Do not believe the lie that says, oh yeah, that is so good. I'm going to remember that for sure in like a few hours. No, do it right then. So many times have I, have I thought I was good? Have I thought I, I had it and then it's gone and it makes me super sad. So please, please, as soon as you get it, record it or jot it down or whatever you have to do. Um, I've, I've even had, we have at our church Tuesday nights and Tuesday mornings, we have a prayer time. And um, I've, I've occasionally slipped out a side door and just, you know, and then go back in. So just keep your phone with you. And I believe if you're willing to, if you're open to God using you in that way, he's going he's gonna to give you opportunities and, and provide, uh, whether it's melodies or lyrics or both, hopefully. <laughs> it's always the goal um, for youth in that. And, uh, you know, it's our responsibility to, to steward the inspiration. For me, the inspiration is the fun part. It's that part where we get maybe a chorus stuck in our head. And the stewardship is, okay, great, now you've got to sit down and write a verse to it, or two or three or thirty. And you've got to write a bridge, and you've got to do all this. Um, it's, it's our responsibility. And when we're in that moment of this inspiration moment, this is a creativity moment, I would encourage you to not be critical of it in that moment, okay? I would encourage you to not be, while you're humming, like, this doesn't sound good, this isn't, I don't like this. I mean, hopefully you're passionate about it, because if you're not passionate about it then, then you probably never will be. But um, I would encourage you just to, to let it sit there for a while, okay? Save it, you know, whatever you want to call it on your phone. Um, if you have an idea of what it is, save it on your phone. And then a couple of days, or maybe a week or two later, go back to it. And then at that point, you can be a little bit more... Um, you don't have that same bias. You don't have that emotional connection to whatever you were just singing. Instead, you're able to kind of listen to it objectively. And you might be like, oh, there's something. Yeah, I still like that. I think there's something there. You may be like, what was I thinking? That doesn't sound good at all. Like, I'm not even in rhythm with what I'm singing. Like, what was I doing, you know? So you just have to take time. Let, let the, but let that creativity moment 
be itself. Don't uh, critique your criticism in that moment. Let those be two separate moments. That's just my opinion. You, know, you can do whatever you want, but that's just what I would recommend. Um, talk a little bit about capturing the spontaneous. Um, I grew up in a, in a youth group that when I was about 16 years old, we had uh, a big group of, our, of the older group leave the youth group, you know, graduate high school. And they were all like crazy talented, crazy, crazy talented. So there really was no need for me and our smaller group of 16-year-olds to do much leading because they've, you know, they've always done it. They would go to nationals for fine arts. They would do all that stuff. So we came in and it was me with a key, keyboard and a friend with a guitar. And I still remember the first Wednesday night leading worship and youth. And like we had no tempo. Like there's nothing worse than like I can't, you can't even like clap to it, you know, because it's just so off. It's so... Um, but anyways, we had a very gracious youth pastor, and uh, not only did he help us to grow in our, you know, in our actual abilities to sing and to keep rhythm and all those important things, but he actually would, in our youth services, give us an opportunity to sing what was ever, whatever we felt God was, was laying on our hearts. And this was, at the time it didn't seem important, but it was really monumental for me and my, and my learning how to songwrite, and my learning how to capture what God is doing in the spontaneous. Um, we, he would just let us, you know, go. Like, after our three-song set or whatever, it's like, just, just keep playing that progression. See what happens. And, and it slowly but surely, I'm sure it was not great <laughs> the first couple hundred times, but um, we kept working at it. And I would encourage you, if you are in a church that allows that on Sunday morning or, or Wednesday night or whatever service that you guys are part of, if you, you have to have a strong relationship with your lead pastor that you're just saying, hey, you know, we've got this scripted out. I don't know if you're in a, like a, we're doing 15 minutes and then we're done. We're going to whatever. But if you're able to capture spontaneous songs, I, I just think that the best songs are the ones that are birthed within a context of a worship service. I think those are incredibly uh, just powerful that they, they, they come to you at that moment. You're inspired in that moment of worship and you're able to later build off of that. I know... Bethel, you guys are familiar with Bethel music, right? I, I watch their worship services almost every week, and almost every week they have something, you know, spontaneous just kind of come out that wasn't intended, and they absolutely record those, and a lot of them they'll come back to, and they'll write their songs off of. If anybody knows Jeremy Riddle, uh, his new CD that came out, I've heard a lot of those choruses or bridges and songs that he would sing spontaneous over the past years that he's done, and uh, he was able to capture those. And it's not always the the point of capturing spontaneous to write a song. It's it's for that moment, but there's there's that possibility. Just like if you were to listen back to a voice memo and say, oh, "Was that was that was that good, or was that just for that moment?" You know, was that was supposed to be sung over that moment, and that's it. It's supposed to stay there, or maybe God has more plans for that, for more to happen in that. And so, um, I would just encourage you if you are able to have a relationship with your uh, a strong relationship with your pastor to talk about that. That's possible. And if not, you can always start in your living room, just like I said about the exploratory, starting with a, a pad behind you and getting used to that and getting comfortable with that. And But when I started writing this album, I didn't have an idea of what all songs were going to be on it. And so we had three or four that were for sure. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, I'm just going to sing some spontaneous songs. And out of those moments, God made really incredible um, songs that I liked almost better than the ones that were scripted long ago. So... The spontaneous, you can, there's, there's a lot that can be captured from that, and we have to be willing to steward that really well. Um, and I'll take a moment while we're here to kind of plug a songwriting resource with Bethel. It's called worshipu.com. Has anybody heard that? 
heard of that before. If you're able to check it out, even if you want to do, I think it's like eight bucks a month. If you want to go on there and binge watch for a month when you're free, you don't have a whole lot going on. They have a lot of really excellent resources from all, all different kinds of artists and uh, different um, topics in, in songwriting, different people. You know, I, I'm different than you might be in songwriting. You're different than me or the next person. So there's just a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different views that you can learn from there than just uh, uh, than what I would tell you or what uh, you know Jeremy or, or Brian Johnson would tell you. Um, Let's talk a little bit about exploratories. I've, I've mentioned them a couple times. but uh, So the two things that my producer told me when I was just starting with songwriting, one was journaling, which I talked about. It, that's, a, that's not something I enjoy doing, but I do it out of habit. The other thing is exploratory, which I love. It's my favorite thing. I have, um, we, have we run pads at our church, if you guys are familiar, just the key of whatever, and it's uh, you know probably the first and the fifth of the note just holding a, a synth sound. And it's set for like 20 minutes at each one, 20 minutes of that song, so and then we can change to the next sound. But so it makes me just sit there for 20 minutes in that key and just sing whatever whatever comes to me and uh, strum whatever pattern I'm, I'm feeling like. You know, switch up the patterns if you, or if you're a guitar or keys player. How many of you are songwriters but are not, uh, uh, don't play an instrument, basically? Is there any, everybody plays in? Okay, one, okay. And even with the pad, it's, it's a little bit... Uh, um, just a pad, it's a little barren, but it, it can work, you know, or get with somebody that does play and, um, and just ask them, hey, can you switch up some different chord progressions and, and uh, try to sing along with those? And um, out of those exploratories have been really just opened the door for a lot to communicate with God. It's, it's not just um, doing it out of habit, but it's taking time aside to say, okay, God, I'm here to listen. I'm here to sing whatever you have for me. And uh, just to take a minute in that. <clears throat> All right. We're going to talk about from inspiration to stewardship, and then we're just going to talk about some real practical songwriting things that hopefully will help you in, in writing a verse or a chorus or a bridge. Uh, we've talked about spontaneous inspiration, and these moments help build the song to help the form of the song. But from those moments, we have to come away with, uh, hopefully we'll come away with a chorus, at least lyrically, and or mel- melodically, and an idea of the direction of the song. But now it's time to go from inspiration to stewardship. And this, this part is, is tough for a lot of us, but it takes that chorus that we've had for like six months that's just been stuck there, that we have had a hard time taking it to or the rest of a song, and we actually take moments to sit down and, and play around with that, with that song. So what I would do if you're singing from a, if you sing from a hook, if you create songs from a hook, this is just, I can only talk from what I know, what, what I've done. But um, say I've got this chorus idea and I want to try to build into a bridge. I would take whatever that last chord is and then sometimes I would go to the five chord. So I'll try to explain that if you don't understand it. The five is, if you're in the key of G, it would be the D. It's kind of got that tension feeling, if you know what I mean. If uh, if you want to, Jordan Beale does a great job on song um, music. Was anybody in there here for him? He does such a good job. Um, talking about music theory and, and how to build songs and how to hear the chords uh, by ear. And so just try different chord patterns out of that, whatever you would be singing that chorus, and just see where it takes you in the song. And um, verses are are my least favorite part, honestly, of the songwriting process. But what they do is they set the tone for what the rest of the song is going to be. Um, 
maybe if you're if you're struggling to get that the chords right in your song, maybe and try playing instead of playing that four, play the two chords. So in the key of G, that would be instead of playing the C, play the play the A minor. I know when they were doing One Thing Remains, that bridge, you know, in death and life, I'm confident and covered by, and they changed it to that A minor, and they said it just it just changed everything. They were like, this is it. This is what it's supposed to be. Um, maybe instead of having that one chord, the G, make it the six, make it an E minor, make it a minor sounding, and it'll kind of change it a little bit. Um, but anyways, not only would I encourage you to force yourself to be inspiration, you know, to be inspired, but I would force yourself to be, stu- you know, to steward what was first inspired and, um, you know, take, my producer told me 15 minutes a day to do that, which I have not done. Uh, but uh, even if you do half of that, that is, that is better than probably what you're doing already, right? At least take one step in the right direction. I want to hit on some just real quick, like, practical things that I, that I took notes on. When writing a new song, start with just three different melodic sections, okay? Don't go crazy. Don't go verse one, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, attack, this and that. Just, just start simple. There's been two or three times that I've, I've given, I've pitched a song and they're like, okay, there's just way too many different <laughs> melodic parts. You don't need all those. And usually they'll tell me, they'll be like, okay, make your pre-chorus your chorus and make your bridge your, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Make your bridge your chorus, your chorus your pre-chorus. Like they just dropped it all down. And, and usually they would cut out my bridge by the end of it, which always made me sad. I was like, well, that's good though, isn't it? No, no, not good. Okay. Um, you, and if you really want to succeed, I know this is like, these songs can be like your babies. You know, you don't want anyone to tell you that your baby's ugly. Um, but sometimes if you really, if you really want to know, like, if you really want to know what people think about your songs, you have to be, well, you have to be vulnerable. Okay. Um, I would also on that, I would encourage you to, to try your songs out on people that aren't as musically inclined. Because what my hope is, is that not just I can sing it or someone who is musically inclined, but that our whole church can sing it. And so you might have to edit this out. But my dad, sometimes I'll try the songs on him because he's not as musical as my mom. And so if my dad can sing it, I feel like better about the song that, you know, just about anybody can sing it. And it's good. Anyways, maybe don't tell the person you're doing that. Like, hey, you're not musical. So can you please like, can I practice my song? Don't do that. That's probably not a good idea. Um, But anyways, so. Dumb down your melodies. Start start simple. There will be a day, I'm sure, that you can go to four or five. If you're Hillsong, you can basically throw out any. There is no rule anymore. <laughs> they just uh, it drives me crazy on Cornerstone. The last line of verse three. Someone help me with it. Uh, faultless, I stand. Or and everybody now adds faultless to stand. Right? Faultless stand. But I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like keep it keep it consistent. When we're early on, we just need to keep it consistent. Maybe one day we'll be able to do that. And make it different, but uh, for the sake of making it easy for your for your uh, church, for however many people are there to listen to, keep it simple. Keep that melody the same, and write different uh, lyrics to it. So, um, trying to think of a good example of um, a song that has the same melody line. Obviously, one thing remains: your love never fails, and never gives up, never runs out. Um, what's another good one? I'm blanking. I had it written down here. Um, First chorus bridge. This is the easiest song ever. Great are you, Lord. It doesn't get easier than that. Like it almost bothers me that it's so good because like they couldn't even they didn't even write a second verse. Like they could have wrote a second verse clearly. Like I would ask you, don't settle as far as like 
keep keep it simple melodically, but I sometimes I have a hard time singing my songs memorized because I've had so many different lyric versions that have been cut out or changed or whatever. So don't don't settle. You know, try different things. Um, I was bummed that one of our verses, it was like the fifth verse, so I get it, that it got cut from the CD. But I was like, no, it's really good, though. It's good. No, don't do that. Um, but yes, I actually, does anybody know the, it was called Worship One Worship Collection. It was from the Assemblies of God. They came out a couple years ago. It was like the first song on it called Like Never Before. And so there's no bridge. It's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, you could have wrote a bridge to that. Like, it wasn't that. So you know what I did? I actually did. I wrote a bridge to it that we did on Sunday morning. And pretty much, I mean, unless they're just being nice to me, but pretty much no one knows that that's not in the song. You know, they're like, I've told a few people, and they're like, wait, you, you, wrote, you wrote that song with them? No, I didn't write it with them. I just wrote the bridge once. I, I just used the same chord pattern that was in the whole entire song and just wrote a bridge. And it's, it's simply this. I will exalt him. I will exalt him higher and higher, higher and higher. That's all it was. Super simple. But that's all it needed to add a little bit more to the song than uh, a verse progression and a chorus progression and a whoa, 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 whoa. Like, okay, I'm sorry. Woes are great. They're great. They're just, you know. They're great. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, I, I don't think so. I don't. Th- <laughs> or, or hopefully, it doesn't hear this. It's still a great song. It's doing better than any of mine. So you're doing a great job. Um, let me talk a little bit about um, what the goal is of each section. So what I've been told is that the verse is kind of the the problem, or the situation, or the dilemma. Whether that's you know an internal conflict or whatever's going on. Um, let me think, love came down. It's kind of depressing when you first think about it. If my heart is overwhelmed and I cannot hear your voice, but then it goes up, but I'll hold on to, I'll cling, hold on to what is true, though I cannot see, and, uh, and all that, and then it goes into love came down and rescued me. So it's kind of like, it's a little moody, and what I'd encourage you, whatever is the most, um, it's the right word I'm looking for, has the most imagery of the, of the verse, try to make that the very first uh, line of the verse if you can. You want to make an impression on them. You want to get a hold of their attention as soon as you can. So try not to be like super cliche in those first lines. Try to make those stand out to get people into the song. Does that make sense? Um, the the chorus is kind of going to be the obviously the anthem of the song. It's going to be the solution, the the response, the answer of, of the problems of the verse. Um, typically you'll find in a song about, you know, Jesus dying on the cross and coming back, you know, forever. The, the moon and stars, they wept. Like, how cool is that as the beginning of a song, right? It makes you like, oh, that's really interesting. That's a good way of putting that. And then the chorus is just, forever he is glorified, forever he is lifted high. It's an anthem uh, after all that struggle that we've seen in the verse. And then the bridge is kind of like the fruit, uh, the fruit of that answer or the, the product of the response. So with again, just going with forever, and I think they added this bridge because Jen Johnson just sang it in a spontaneous moment, if I got the story right. But it's just things, we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, we sing hallelujah, the Lamb is overcome. That's all it is. But it's super catchy, and everybody loves it. Sometimes it's actually more of my favorite part than the chorus. But uh, So does that make sense? You've kind of got this problem, situation, what, what, you want the, what you want to see happening, but you're stuck in whatever in the verse, and then the chorus lifts you out, and the bridge is just kind of lifting it up one more time. And uh, melodically with that, I would encourage you to, uh, I think it was Krista, oh, I forget her, Black, I think is her last name. 
um, she talked about if you she was talking about not settling in her worship. And she said, if you don't feel great about one of your melodic parts, if you feel like, because sometimes we throw away in the verses, don't we? Like, sometimes I do. Like, yeah, just just don't bore us, get to the chorus type of thing, right? You've heard that. And so they, they would be like, you know what? Take your chorus, make it your verse. Take your bridge, make it your chorus. New, now you need to write a new bridge. That's what they would tell us. And uh, I think the best people at that is United Pursuit. Like, their verses are never, never to me feel like a throwaway. It's like, it's catchy, it hooks you, and it's just the beginning of the song. It's pretty incredible how they do that. Okay. Try to keep your tenses the same. Keep them consistent. I'm so bad at this, even in some of my songs, and even in songs that people do that make it, they don't do this. But what it, my first goal is, as a, being a worship leader and singing, is I want it to be we to you, God. That's my first, that's my, that's my goal. If I can make it sing that way, that's what I wanted to sing. Next would be probably I to you, God. And the next would be we to him, God, or he, God, whatever. And then last would be I to him, God. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's just not ways around that. If you know the song, King of My Heart, let the king of my heart be, oh, he is my song. You are good. Wait, what? What just happened? He is, you are. It, it works. It works somehow. So, I mean, singability is the most important thing. But if you can, if there's a way, but you can't sing like, he is good, good. It just doesn't have the same thing. Even in the bridge, he's never going to let, he's never going to let me. It just doesn't have the same thing. So um, it's, it's a tricky area. There's obviously no right or wrong area because people do it differently all the time. But if possible, I would encourage that to be your goal, to be, to be what you uh, strive for. And uh, if you're starting new, these are, I'm sorry, these are just like popcorn things that I wrote down. So there's really no rhyme or reason, which is ironic as being a songwriter. But uh, maybe if you're just starting to do your songs on Sunday mornings or, or you just want to kind of, you haven't done it yet, but you're looking to, I would encourage you to find a song that's similar to that chorus that you wrote and just tag it at the end of that song. You know, just see how that chorus sings something super simple and, and see how it goes. It, it will probably take them some time that some of them, you want to make sure you look at the right people when you're leading that song, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Like, you don't want to look at that person who literally sits there the whole time like this at you while you're leading worship. Like, that's never the right person to look at <laughs> to make you feel inspired. Look at somebody who loves worship, who loves to be there, who enjoys, you know what I'm talking about, who, who enjoys to be there and, uh, and see how they're getting into it. If they're getting into it, if, they're, if there's a spot where they struggle with a song, where you go somewhere different and they're like, uh, uh, you know, and they, they kind of stutter. You Take note of that. Okay, we need to probably change how that part goes. Um, I talked a little bit about not settling in the songs, thinking outside the, the box. Uh, test your song. Rewrite it from what you learn. Test it on Sunday morning. We just talked about that. Test it with a small group. This is difficult, but it, it is very helpful. We have a young adult small group at our house, and occasionally... I will just like, hey, let's just try singing this chorus. It's something real simple. See how it goes and, uh, and see, you know, see what you need to change from there. I've talked about this, but obviously hunger for constructive criticism. Honestly, if you want to get better in anything you do, you're not always going to hear the things that you want to hear about your songs, but hopefully it's, a, it's the things that you, you need to hear to get it, to make them better, to improve them. Let me talk for a second about co-writing. Co-writing is, is something that I've had a hard time getting used to. I, I've only co-written with my wife for the most part. And uh, 
So we are obviously know each other better than anything else. So we can talk very honestly about how we feel. If she feels, my wife feels like that's not a good course. You know, she's, she's not going to pull a punch on me. And so I would just encourage you to tell whoever you're co-writing with, uh, that it doesn't help either of you to pull punches, just to be honest. Not, don't have to be mean about it, but just be honest about the song and where you want to see it go. And I would encourage you that somebody needs to be the point person, even though you're co-writing. Um, whoever came up with that idea first, let them kind of be the, you know, being the number one, just because if you have a difference in direction or opinion, um, I just, just personal opinion, I think there needs to be someone who is the, who has come up with the theme of the song. And so they should, because they're coming up with the theme of the song, they should be able to direct it where it should go, at least lyrically. Um, and, you know, everyone writes so differently. I, I can only tell you guys what I've learned, what I've experienced. And uh, not everyone will write in the same way. You, you might have tons of pages of song ideas lyrically. I, I do not have that. I have tons of melodies that are just humming in my phone. Um, but lastly, let me talk about songs for your church, and then we'll have question time. Write songs about what your pastor and your church is hungry for. If you want to see something happen in your church, if you want to see healings happen in your church, sing about healings happening in your church. Make it be a prophetic song. If you want to, if you want to see breakthrough happen in your church, pray for breakthrough. Sing, sing about breakthrough. I felt recently in the past few months that there was just this wall in worship that we were having a hard time getting past, that we would get to a point in the service and we couldn't get to this next level. And so I just started singing, Take the limits off, take the limits off, I hear the chains are falling down. And I just started singing that. And, I, you know, just we are, we are wired as worship leaders to be prophetic people. So I'd encourage you to, to hear what God is, list, uh, God is saying to you in those times of worship. Write songs about where your, your church is at. Prophesy about where you want your church to go. And uh, if you're a beginner in songwriting, again, just start by coming up with a chorus or bridge to a song that's already been written. Um, maybe write a bridge for a song that doesn't have one like we talked about. And the main things I would say is exploratory. Do an exploratory where you're just, you're just strumming your guitar, you've just got a synth on, um, or do the journaling or what he would call morning pages. And uh, so that is about the end of what I had to talk about. Do you guys have questions, anything that I can kind of help you? I, I'll do my best at least. <laughs> yes. What's it called? I'm sorry. Finale. Finale? Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm not great at making like a, a demo of a song. I don't do really that, but I, I use GarageBand and I'll just, um, I've got a microphone that USB plugs in and I'll just have the pad on behind me, maybe some like bow speakers or something like that and just strum and record it into there. Um, that's about all I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I, I don't really like do notation. I'm not like sitting there writing out a lead sheet of it. So that's just me personally. Um, yeah. So you you have a hard time translating it to that program. Is that what you're saying? Translating it to like actual Yeah, I've never done more than like just a chord over it. I, that's just super basic of me. That sounds much more complicated. <laughs> but I've done. Yeah, yeah. And so I would encourage you, if you're not like 
hearing it quite the way that you're thinking in your head, try different chords behind it and see if that changes the mood or the feeling of it. Does that help a little bit, hopefully? But good question. Any any other questions? Um, I would say that United Pursuit does that from time to time. If you know the simple gospel song, that they're like all, I would say there's no bridges in that song, but they're all verses of course, but they're all slightly differently. Yeah. Somehow they are magically like, you catch on real quick though, even though they're not the same. I don't know what they're like, what they drink in the water there or what it is, but they're just really good at that. And so um, that, that's just the first one that came to mind for me. But maybe one day there'll be a whole new structure of how we write songs. I don't know. But yeah, good question. Anything else? I want this to help you. So if there's anything that I did not touch on or this was a completely different direction than, <laughs> than you thought it was going to go, I would love to at least, you know, try to answer it in any way I can. If not, I will stick around here for another five minutes or so if you just want to come up and ask me personally. But thanks for taking the time to listen. Again, I hope that this helped you out, and enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you.